0: In this episode, we're going to talk about four passive income strategies for your blog, meaning that if you were to implement any one of these strategies, you're going to increase your chances of being able to make money while you sleep. Let's talk about it. And welcome to the Blogger Evolution. My name is Chris, and here we talk about building passive income streams that work for you so you don't have to. Glad to have you here, but before we get started, be sure to check the first link down in the show notes, bloggerevolution.com workshop. It's bloggerevolution.com workshop. There I have a free passive income training that will show you step-by-step how I was able to do this affiliate marketing stuff to the point where I was able to quit my job. So go ahead and check it out, bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. I'll be sure to put a link down in the show notes. All right, so point number four, in order to earn a passive income online, the number one thing that you absolutely positively have to do is create evergreen content. Evergreen content is just like what it sounds. Think about an evergreen tree. An evergreen tree is green year-round, no matter the temperature, no matter what's going on. Those types of uh, content that we are going to create is the exact same thing. It's content that can be searched for, can be looked at, whether it's January, whether it's June, whether it's December. It really doesn't matter as long as you create content that people are looking for and asking questions about 24-7, 365 days a year. So, the question is obviously, how do you come up with these evergreen type content? Well, the number one way that you can come up with content like this is just think about it critically. Okay, so to think about it critically, just simply sit down and ask yourself, okay, if I create a blog post for the best golf clubs for Father's Day, how evergreen is that? When you think about it, it's not really, right? Because it's only going to be relevant. Around Father's Day, every other day of the year, it's not going to be so relevant, meaning it's not going to be getting as much content or as much traffic as it needs to be. Find questions that people are going to be asking year round. A better example of this would be how to buy the best golf clubs. That type of question is usually going to be asked throughout the entire year. But if you really think about it, even with golfing, you know, golfing kind of takes a dip during the winter when most people are not playing it. So what about something else like maybe how to lose weight? Now, granted, that's a very difficult term to ever rank for. But if you can niche down, meaning you can get a little bit more specific how to lose weight wild xyz or something like that getting much more specific is going to help you in having an opportunity to be able to rank for a very competitive keyword like that however people are looking to lose weight all year round meaning that that type of topic is going to be evergreen so find those questions that's in your space that's in your niche and then answer them to the best of your ability and move on to the next article so a few ways that you can find these types of article ideas is go to places as simple as Google. You don't even need to spend a ton of money to try to figure out what the best questions are because Google is going to tell you. Simply go to google.com, type in something like golf balls and then move your cursor to the front. Don't press enter yet. Move your cursor to the front and then type the words how and a space and then let Google just tell you what's there. It's going to list a whole bunch of articles that has the word how and golf balls in there. From there, you can now make a decision as to what you'd like to write about. Then after you've done done how, then put should or can or why or how to or any of these question type keywords to put into the front so that you can start creating content on this information. There's been so many uh, blogs that I've created that I didn't use much much. Uh, article, huge, expensive, you know, keyword research tools. You don't always have to. Are they helpful? Yes, they are, because they can cut the amount of time that you spend to try to find these keywords. But if you're strapped for cash, if you're trying to bootstrap this as much as possible, all you need to do is go to Google, start looking at your primary keyword, and then putting question type keywords around it. Once you've done that, press enter and Google it. Then look for a little section that's called People Also ask look at those questions google them yourselves see what's ranking on the first page is it something that you can create content better than what's already out there are they satisfying what's called the search intent if they are satisfying the search intent you might want to back up and then maybe go find something else But if it's completely being missed or if you see a forum on the front page or Quora or Reddit or something like that, that means you might have some opportunity to rank for by creating that content and then moving on to the next article. There are some paid options that you can use. One of my favorites would be Ahrefs, SEMrush, Keyword Chef. Those are some really good options that you can use to find some good common keywords within your space. Now, once you have found these uh, evergreen content ideas, what now is the goal for those? Well, that's where we're going to get into point number two. The number two thing that you should be doing to create a passive income with your affiliate blog is to use SEO targeting places like Google and YouTube. Now, when you first look at these, places, Google and YouTube. Obviously, this is a blogging podcast. That's what we're going after, right? It's trying to get as much content um, and traffic as possible on our websites. But why specifically should we target Google and YouTube? Well, think about the other social medias that are out there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. They are good for what they do, okay? They require a lot of engagement from the people who are following you. It's very uh, relationship building type content that you'd be creating. The only issue with that is that you're trying to satisfy an audience of people who need to see you all the time so so that you can remain top of mind. So what that requires from you is to constantly create content. I mean, every single month, every single week, possibly every single day in order for you to expand your reach on these platforms. So what's the problem with that? Well, this episode is about building passive income streams, not something that you have to work on constantly, you know, at the, you know, constantly having to post this picture, post that video, talk about what's going on here. They are great traffic sources if you have the time to devote to them. But if you're trying to build something passive, if you're trying to build something that you can do to work once and then just let it sit, you need to target places like Google, and if you want to create video, YouTube, and you know a podcast perhaps, right? Because these types of things last for a really long time. People are gonna be searching for them. People don't go to Facebook to search for SEO strategies, maybe to join a group to talk about it with other people. People don't go to Instagram looking for ways to increase their SEO. They're just looking for influencers to follow. People naturally are followers. But what we are trying to do is become leaders. And we could do that by creating uh, content on the most passive income, or sorry, passive traffic sources that are out there. And right now, you know, through all of my testing, I can definitely tell you Google and YouTube is where it's at. And it will be the case for at least the next decade. Go for it. Create content that is SEO or search engine optimized for Google and YouTube. Now, we did talk about Pinterest earlier, right? I don't want to completely poo-poo, all right, Pinterest. But the thing about Pinterest is that you need to be in the right niche for it because it can work well. It can actually work pretty fast while you're waiting on Google to finally kick in and give you some SEO traffic. So what do you do? So with Pinterest, you have to just constantly, constantly, again, post pins. And I've talked with a lot of people in the industry, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't necessarily jumped too far into the Pinterest bandwagon because I've had so more, so much more success using SEO. But I've known a lot of people who've had a lot of success with Pinterest. I've had websites that got traffic from Pinterest. Trust me, I've been banned from Pinterest at least three times. But eventually, you just have to constantly post, post, post. Pinterest has been has lumped themselves in the same place as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even YouTube to a certain extent, wanting people to stay on platform. So if you're trying to get people off of these platforms to your blog, they may not push your content. In fact, they might even suppress it. So what do you do? What can you do to continue uh, at least building something when it comes to Pinterest? Well, make sure that your niche is right for it. So for example, if you have, um, if you're, teaching people how to pass certain insurance tests. That's probably not going to do the greatest on Pinterest. But if you're in a gardening niche or the fashion niche, or even golf to a certain extent, right? You can probably have an opportunity of posting because those are very visual niches. Pinterest has changed and you might be able to find success with it if you give it a try. But your best bet is going to be going after something like Google. Another reason for it is because if you ever do decide to sell your blog in the future, having consistent Google traffic is going to get you a much higher multiple, meaning you will make more money from your site than if you're getting the majority of your traffic from Pinterest. That's just the way it is. That's the way it is right now. I don't see it changing anytime soon. So. If you want to be able to go after uh, passive income strategies when it comes to your blog, you have to go after Google and YouTube traffic. The number three point is an email list. Now, this is super important because as great as any of these social networks that we have talked about so far, you have to build your platforms on those networks. So if you go to Instagram.com, you look at your profile, look in the URL window, what do you see? Instagram.com slash whatever your page is. If you go to Facebook, what do you see? Facebook.com slash your page. YouTube? YouTube.com slash your page. Noticing a trend here? Every single one of these platforms has their company first and then your company second, which means you don't own that traffic. Any one of those networks can have a really bad headache one day and just all of a sudden forget that you exist and your traffic can disappear. So what do you do to mitigate that? That's to create your own email list. If you're familiar with the um, Traffic Secrets book by Russell Brunson, he goes really into the whole taking traffic that you don't own into traffic that you do own. And you own traffic by having an email list because no matter what happens, you at least have reach into each person's email box so that you can contact them directly outside of making a post on Facebook and then only 3% of your audience seeing it. So you have to build an email list. Now, the best way to build an email list is to come up with something called a lead magnets now lead magnet is simply something that's valuable that you're going to kind of ethically exchange with uh, someone who might be wanting to follow you with their email address let me give you an example so if you are uh in the I, I know I keep going back to golfing but I'm building a golfing site right now so that's just the first thing that's on pop on top of mine but you have a golfing site so yeah you know, I have a lead magnet that is you know a free You know, um, best ways to fix your 10 best ways to fix your swing, you know, download the ebook here, download the video series here, whatever happens to be. And as uh, before you get that download, though, before you give them the download, capture their email address, because now you have someone who's interested in golf on your email list. And when you have a niched list like that, meaning that there are people who you have access to who like that niche that like golf, that means you can promote other golf products to them. So come up with a good valuable lead magnet and a little ninja hack here with the lead magnet, make absolutely sure that it's something that you would probably pay for, but you're gonna give it away for free because you want that email address. Now a question I do get quite often is now, once you have your lead magnet, how do you capture those email addresses? Well, one of my favorite themes out there is uh, Thrive Themes. You know, I've been using Thrive Themes for years. You know, a lot of people might say, you know, why do you still use Thrive? I get it, but I mean, it works and I like it. Okay, and a big reason for that is because they have so many different plugins that does pretty much everything that you would ever need to do on a blog, and it's included in one, you know, uh, uh, one plugin. But one of the things on Thrive Themes is called Thrive Leads, which allows you on your website to capture email addresses whether it's pop-ups or a banner that pops up at the top. Maybe it's a little side jump that comes out and says, hey, why don't you join my email list? You can even put email call to actions within your content automatically throughout your site by just pressing a button. It's not that difficult to set up, but it's highly valuable to have on your site. Now, if you don't want to use Thrive Themes, I totally get it. Some other options that you can go with would be like a convert box, right? That's another one that I'm using right now. Absolutely love it, all right? Um it's a one-time fee, which is better than Thrive because you do have to pay for that either annually or yearly or quarterly. Convert boxes, you pay one time and it is yours. But with Convert Box, you are absolutely able to just create pop-ups on your site. You can get very granular with the pop-ups as well with Convert Box. For example, you can if you have one category on your site that just talks about golf clubs, you can create a specific Lead magnet that talks to golf club people, and then make it only show up on the golf club pages of your site. That way, you don't have to worry about creating a lead magnet, um, you know, for golf balls, and then it happened to show up on the golf club's page. ConvertBox can get very granular. That's probably the best part about it that I love as uh, as much as I possibly can, and you can collect those email addresses. Now, once you have um, you know, your pop-ups ready, you need somewhere to store these emails. My number one place to use it, to use, to store emails and be able to email people, Active Campaign. By the way, I know I'm listing off a whole bunch of tools here. If you want to check those out, go to bloggerevolution.com tools. And I have every list of everything that I use and have used in the past, at least that I still recommend. So go check it out, bloggerevolution.com slash tools. But you have to build an email list. That's really what the whole idea of this whole section was. You have to build an email list. That way you can have traffic that you own. So the number four way to build a passive income with your affiliate blog is to pick obscure niches that have high traffic. All right, so here we go. This is going to be an interesting one because... That is the holy grail of what we do as bloggers, trying to find something that has a lot of traffic, but not a lot of competition. Always remember this principle. If there's traffic there, there's money that can be made. You just have to get a little creative, especially if it's like a weird off the wall niche. So let me give you an example. Succulent plants. Now, if you would have walked up to me, you know, years ago and said, hey, I'm starting a site on succulent plants, I would have been like, you know what? That might be a little small. But it's a good niche to just jump into and, you know, try to get your feet wet. But I know about a couple of huge, huge succulent plants websites that I had no idea, you know. So that just shows you right there. I'm not always right. But (laughs) regardless, um, that's an example there. It's kind of obscure. You would think that it might be even too small. But there's a lot of people interested in it. And because of that, there's a lot of things that can be promoted to an audience that loves succulent plants. We're talking about soil. We're talking about the plants themselves, maybe even little mini courses to teach you how to take care of these plants, pots that they're in. It just it goes a long way. Right. You can create content on all of these different things. And if you probably were a little bit smarter about it, maybe you went for an overall plant um, domain name or the name of your site. And then just early on, you just talk a lot about succulent plants. Now, succulent plants even end up like taking over the website, that's perfectly fine, but at least your domain name will give you an option to expand to other plants in the future. Another option would be home automation. Now, home automation is a big niche, don't get me wrong, but they have a lot of high priced products and for every new home automation uh, product that comes onto the market, You know what accompanies it? A whole slew of questions on how to use it. Because how many times do you buy something you don't even 100% fully understand how to use it, but you buy it anyway because it's cool. Well, I mean, newsflash, you're not the only one that does that, right? I'm not the only one that does that. And sometimes people will buy stuff and man, I bought this and I have no idea how to use it. So what do they do? Yeah, you would think they would read the instructions, right? But not always. Sometimes people are just gonna Google it and look for questions and answers. And the the funny part is that a lot of these companies that are building these home automation things, they're not the greatest bloggers. And if they don't put a little bit of effort into their blog, you have an opportunity as someone who listens to this podcast and is good at blogging, right? Or learning to be good at blogging, have an opportunity to outrank these places and actually get traffic and affiliate commissions for these products. Another one would be boating and fishing. Think about the massive amount of products that you can talk about and promote. Think about the fishing poles, the boats themselves, things that can fix the boat. Um, You know, I'm not in the space, so I can't really think of a million things for that. But yo, that's that's just another option as well. Very huge niche is outdoors. You can keep it nice and broad and then maybe even jump into, you know, uh, uh, tents and other types of uh, camping stuff. Survival, you know, is probably one of the biggest overall niches for that. Regardless, again, another option. What about speed skating? Speed skating is, interestingly, a very well, uh, I should say, untapped niche that a lot of people should probably jump into. And uh, there's a lot of uh, products that you can promote. There's courses that you can use as well to try to teach people how to do speed skating. And that's just one little aspect of it. There's other types of skating as well that you can talk about. Now, you might be thinking, Chris, I'm just naming off all of these Um, you know, so let me just rephrase that. You might be asking yourself, Chris, why are you naming all of these different types of niches? Why don't you just do them? Why are you telling me? And the reason for it is because I just don't have time. There's so much opportunity out there. I don't have time to jump into every single one of these. But guess what? My loss can be your gain. Pick one of these niches and just do it. See what happens. Get some traffic to your site. All of a sudden you're going to be getting some passive income because you're going after Obscure niches, targeting SEO, evergreen content, and building up your email list. Now, the strategy that we've been talking about so far has been very successful for a lot of bloggers, including Jeff Bridenstine, who gets over 1 million visitors to his niche sites every single month. I want you to go check out his episode. It's episode 33 of the Blogger Evolution, Blogger Evolution Podcast. Be sure to go check it out. I'll be sure to put a link down in the show notes as well. Also, if you'd like some help on how to build these passive income websites, be sure to go check out my free workshop over at bloggerevolution.com workshop. It's bloggerevolution.com workshop. I have a free training, showed you step-by-step how to do this stuff, plus how I was able to scale it to the point where I was able to quit my job. So be sure to go check that